What's up, y'all? Thank you for watching on YouTube or Spotify or listening on whatever audio podcasting platform you're on right now. We're taking a break from the longer form chats I normally have with authors, filmmakers, comedians, and others about their stories for the first of my red carpet interviews at South by Southwest 2023. It is truly one of my favorite times of year because of all the different types of conversations I get to have with interesting people. Some of them you may know, others you may not. In the coming months, you'll hear my back and forths with everyone from Ben Affleck and Matt Damon to the Indigo Girls and a chasm of artists promoting their work in between. Stay up to date on all of that by following me at Books on Pod on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. This first red carpet was at the premiere of Lucky Hank, Bob Odenkirk's new dark comedy on AMC. The show follows Odenkirk's William Henry Devereaux Jr., an English professor and unlikely chair of his department at an insolvent college in a working-class American town who's suffering through a midlife crisis. Devereaux also provides first-person narration throughout the story, which is inspired by Richard Russo's 1997 Pulitzer Prize-winning novel, Straight Man. This initial chat is with Ray Enos, the Tony and Emmy-nominated actress of stage and screen, who first gained widespread notoriety as Sarah Linden in the AMC series The Killing from 2011 to 2014. In Lucky Hank, Enos plays Odenkirk's wife, Lily Devereaux, an underappreciated vice principal at a local high school. Mind if I uh, ask a few questions? Hi, Hi, I'm Trey. Nice to meet you. Nice to meet you. Congratulations on uh, getting to this point in this process. The project looks awesome, and you're going to have to talk a lot about just how cool it is to get to work with Bob Odenkirk, but how lucky is Bob Odenkirk to get to work with you? Thanks for that. That's really sweet. We're both lucky. That's the truth. We're both lucky. We both have things to learn from each other, and we're we're a really good team. Um, From right from the start, even when we didn't know each other that well we could just tell that we were both we both wanted it to be the best it could be and we weren't unwilling to give up until it was and yeah and that's the making of a great marriage right you both just keep working hard that's right people don't realize that just think that it's a a cakewalk but it does take work it's like its own full-time job and uh, you say that you learned from one another what have you learned from Bob so far his incredibly impulsive, brilliant brain that he doesn't judge himself. He just, like, he just goes. I mean, he's a guy, he comes from sketch comedy, you know, and so he, he just improv, like, improvs just fly out of his mouth. And maybe they're garbage and maybe they're brilliant, but he doesn't question. He just, and I, I like a script. I, I'm scared of improv. And so, you know, like, I definitely will. But then as the season went, I started to just be like, oh, you you know, not, it doesn't have to be so precious. We're gonna get it. We're gonna get it, right? And so it can just. And that was. That's a great lesson. Um, and and I and I think maybe what there was for him to learn from me is to is to just sometimes just get still and trust. You know, that that it's enough. It's enough because he, you know. He likes to constantly be trying to flip it on its head, and sometimes being still is actually the answer. 
that's an incredibly important quality that uh, in this day and age, this social media day and age, not enough yeah. people partake in. So I hope you are able to partake that on it. Thanks. Yeah, I think, yeah. Anyway, it was a, it was a lovely season of work with him. Awesome. So uh, last question here. What do you consider to be one of the luckiest moments of your life? Alan Ruck. Meeting Alan Ruck is Hi. Trey, nice to meet you. Luckiest moment of my life. Really? How'd y'all meet? We were doing a play in New York City, and I had a wicked crush on him, and then I got to marry him. <laughs> Congratulations, Alan. Better part of the deal. Outkick the coverage is a common term that's thrown around. I think I think it's perfectly kicked though in this instance. So congratulations to the two of you. Thank you. <laughs> you did exactly. Thank you very much and congratulations. Thank you. Thank you so much. Those of you watching may have recognized Mireille's husband, Alan Ruck, who has most recently garnered acclaim in HBO's succession as Connor Roy, while also never being able to escape his unforgettable performance as Cameron in Ferris Bueller's Day Off. Ruck was only there to support his lovely wife, but was still gracious enough to allow me a few minutes of his time. First of all, how you doing today, man? I'm fine. I'm good. Cool. So you're here to support your wife with uh, Lucky Hank. Uh, have you taken part in this series in any way, shape, or form? No, just uh, you know, being cheerleader for my wife. That's all. Cool. Have you all visited Austin before? Yeah, about eight years ago, Mireille did a pilot here for an ABC show, and we were here for about a month. You know, a nice town. It's uh, very comfortable. I like it. People are nice. Yeah, I think all those things are true. I think still after all these. I know years. it's getting busy. It's getting crowded, but. It's getting pretty nuts, but that's what happens with a cool place. People want right. to flock here and, and take part. And as uh, the minister of Austin, Matthew McConaughey, says, hopefully you don't bring the problems that you left behind at that other place to the new spot, right? Uh, maybe. I don't know. That's wishful thinking, maybe. But yeah, you may be right about that. It, you know, it's uh, interesting to uh, participate in South by each year because there's always a theme, especially with the interactive portion of the festival. This year's theme has to do with the convergence of humans and machines. And I think the best version of that turns out to be something like the Jetsons. And the worst case scenario is probably something closer to Terminator 2. Yeah, yeah. Terrible scenario to think about, but it's always a possibility. So uh, in that worst case scenario, which team are you on? Team human? Human or Team Machine? I, I, I don't know anything about Team Machines, so I'm just going to have to stick with the humans. See, I was Team for Human. better or worse? You know, it's probably for worse, unfortunately, at well, this well, point. I was Team know. Human for the longest time, and then I got on Twitter, and now I just don't yeah, know. Yeah, but, uh, you know, okay, like um, self-driving cars. Yeah. Bad idea. Bad idea. I was just riding with a Teamster in New York, and he saw one of those, I think it was a Tesla, a self-driving Tesla, and a goose walked across the freeway. And they were going 70 miles an hour, right? But the car, because it's like senses, oh, got to stop, locked at 70 miles an hour, and then bam, 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 all the cars behind it. Nobody was seriously hurt, but you know, airbags blew and everything. It could have been a lot worse, but I, I think it's a stupid idea. And I know they're just like, this is great, we don't have to hire drivers. Stupid idea. I, I so I don't like team AI. <laughs> I like being I like being behind the wheel of a car, by the way. I like the control that exists yeah, when like you're grabbing onto that steering wheel and you have control over the accelerator and the brake. That's right. Last question. Is there a line that you that you have to deal with people quoting to you more in your life than when Cameron was in Egypt land? Um, I don't know. Maybe they say, he'll keep calling me, he'll keep calling me. They do that. Well, it's all good. Thank you so much for that, and thank you for your career. I've been a big fan for a Thanks, long man. time. Appreciate yeah. it. And finally, Bob Odenkirk. And I apologize ahead of time for a lack of video feed on this one. Goddamn technical issues.
Hi, I'm Trey. Oh, nice, nice to meet you. How are you doing today? Good. How are you? Doing very well, thank you. So, uh, a lot of your uh, your co-stars and the uh, the crew that has taken part in this show has talked a lot tonight about how cool it is to get to work with Bob Odenkirk. But how cool has it been to get to work with all these great people that you have through season one? Oh man, an amazing cast in Lucky Hank. Uh, these people around me, Olivia Scott Welch, of course, Murray Enos is an unbelievable pro and fun to be around. Diedrich Bader, Cedric Yarbrough, Suzanne Cryer. You know all these people if you watch TV much at all, because they've all done a million things. And they're great actors and great fun people. Uh, I had the greatest time. Uh, I'm assuming that you are as well, because you do it so well, but I'm a big fan of dark comedy. And in learning more about this show, it made me really think about the fact that it's not like dark comedy is one static thing. There are levels to dark comedy. I would say so. Whereas Better Call Saul is a certain type of dark comedy, it sounds like this is a lighter version of a dark comedy. Would you yeah. agree with that? I, I would agree with that. This is a lighter dark comedy. That's a great way to put it. I do think it's about 51% comedy, 49% drama. So it's very close. Uh, I think it's close to an Alexander Payne type film. If you've ever seen Sideways or any of his movies, I feel like we have some DNA in common with that. You know, the comedy never gets big enough that you don't believe in the reality of the characters. That can be fun in comedy. You don't feel bad if it becomes super fun but silly on a level that isn't real. But in this show, we try to keep them grounded because we have a lot of inner you know, drama to play out in the eight episodes and we need the audience to care about the, about the characters on a deeper level. Interesting, that's a great answer there. Thank you for that. And uh, considering the title of the show, what do you consider to be an extremely lucky moment in your life? Oh, obviously meeting my wife, Naomi. Uh, I think is mad at me right now, I don't know why. <laughs> but uh, I think Hank is, doesn't think himself lucky. And when you see it, you may not think him lucky. But if you watch the whole thing, you might start to think, oh, God, I think he was very lucky, that guy. So you'll see what I mean if you watch Lucky Hank. Can't wait to check it out. And last question, Bob. South by Southwest tends to operate on themes from year to year. One of the big themes this year is the convergence of humans and computers and technology. And I think the best case scenario of that is probably something along the line of the Jetsons. And the worst case scenario is probably something a little bit closer to Terminator 2. So uh, unfortunate, far-fetched hypothetical here. If we do take that Terminator 2 turn, which team are you on? Team human or team oh, robot? Big, big time team human. And there's no, uh, the closest I come to interacting with mechanics in this show is when uh, Suzanne Cryer's character, Gracie, hits me with a spiral notebook and it lodges in my nose. But that, otherwise, this is about people, big time, people, 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 deep, deep dive into human beings. Cool. Well, thank you very much, Bob. Thanks to Gentleman Jesus for the intro and outro music. For more of his work, go to GentlemanJesus.com. Thanks to you for making it this far. Discover more episodes and links on where to find us at BooksOnPod.com. We'll talk to you next time on Books on Pod.